pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. I have to confess something. I think part of me is a frustrated linguist. I always enjoy trying to understand the origins of words, kind of where do they sprout from, and you know, what path do these words take to enter our everyday lexicon. And I want to briefly mention a word right now. The word, and I'm not going to give you the modern word yet, but you can kind of guess what it might be, but this word originates from Latin, and actually it it originates from late Latin, like 12th century, I think. And the word is tortura. The true meaning of it, in its original form, was twist. It also implies writhing. Have you ever writhed in pain? For a moment, there was one little boy, a three-year-old, who writhed many years ago. And his name was Adam. Today on Body Bags, we're going to discuss the death of Adam Broomhall in Oklahoma. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. The word tortura 
The word that we use nowadays is torture. Many of us are familiar with that term, and people will kind of throw that word around. There's a lot of words out there like that. People just kind of say. They don't really understand the essence of it. Some people will say, you know, this was torturous to sit here and have to listen to, or it was a torturous experience of having to get together with family members perhaps you haven't seen for a while on Thanksgiving, or my trip down to the DMV was pure torture. Now, I submit to you, no it's not. In the case of of this sweet little angel, Adam Broomhall, his last moments on this earth were truly torture. I'm glad you brought it up that way because words do get watered down. And when you mention torture, in this case, this defines it, I think. Richard Fairchild, what he did to a three-year-old, 24-pound little boy in the last hours of his life and what he admitted to doing. And it is the most horrific thing you can ever imagine reading about what happened to a three-year-old boy weighing 24 pounds. Let's hear from Jackie Howard with Crime Online. Adam Broomhall was the three-year-old son of Richard Fairchild's girlfriend. The couple spent the day drinking. When Broomhall woke up in the night, Fairchild began to beat the boy. Then he burned both sides of the child's body by pressing him against a furnace. As the beating continued, Fairchild threw the 24-pound child into a dining table, knocking him unconscious. He never woke up. Broomhall died from blunt force trauma to the head, but a pathologist was able to note 26 individual blows to the boy's body. Richard Fairchild, when he was talking to detectives about what took place, he was able to legibly write out what had happened. What happened to him is atrocious. How do you go to court, Joe, and break this down for a jury? Do you have to tell the whole story of what led up to it? Or do you get into just the mathematics of here are the injuries, here's what these injuries mean, and here's what caused his death? Is it just graphic or is it graphic of explaining what had taken place in the hours leading up to this? Look, in, in my field in medical legal death investigation, there is a phrase that's kind of rote now. I'd actually seen it many years ago on a t-shirt. I'd been in a conference in Baltimore, and we had been at the uh, Baltimore Police Department specifically. We were hosted by the Homicide Division of, of Baltimore PD, and there's all kinds of terms that are out there. They had several t-shirts that they were selling, and the money went to charity, and one of the sayings on the shirt was, we speak for those that can no longer speak for themselves, and we've heard that. Again, it's rote. It's out there. And another one that's kind of a bit coy, there's another old one that says, um, our day begins when yours ends. And that's been around for a while. But I'd like to address this kind of idea of we speak for those that can no longer speak for ourselves. As much of the father that I have within me, and, and when I say that, I mean as a father to my children, I want so desperately to get on a stand and tell his story. But we are bound by sticking to the facts of what our area of expertise is. You really try to keep everything within the guardrails. I'm prone to use that term now because you can kind of bounce off of them, but you stay stay in your lane, essentially. And so when we're up there and we're on the stand, I can't really opine about the life that 
in a case like Adam may have lived. And neither could these investigators necessarily from a forensic standpoint. Now, you can go into the history. If you get an investigator that did a deep dive and they have it documented point by point, it becomes kind of clinical because of the questions that are being asked and that you're not going to be able to get up there as much as you would want to if you're a father or parent and emote for us in forensics. Sometimes what seems to be very dry, mundane details can actually paint a picture of pure horror when you begin to ask those probative or you are asked those probative questions by counsel. When you start to talk about how long does it take someone to die from blunt force trauma to the head or what kind of pain threshold do human beings have for being burned or what's it like for the victim to have been punched or kicked or thrown about what can we expect what's the body's reaction it within that kind of dry science you breathe life into those that are gone in the case of adam the witnesses did a fine job because i believe they brought him back to life in the courtroom Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. 
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Before the days of cell phones, uh, and before I had uh, a loving wife, and I was a single dude, I would go to the laundromat, and I'd read a book as I watched my laundry being done, and every now and then I'd catch myself being captivated by the the dryer. You can look through that little glass window, and you see it going around and around and around. You see all those items, and they're bouncing around. It's very benign. But in Adam's case, it's like he was in a tumble dryer. Only with sharp edges. And the energy that was being generated was being generated by someone that viewed him as less than a three-year-old little boy. Something less than a human. What is so mind-numbing about this, we have Adam Broomhall. He's three years old and weighs 24 pounds. I've got several children, okay? I've got four kids, and I think all of them weighed more than 24 pounds when they were two. So, am I right in that? Is that a that seems to me to be a very small child? It is, yeah, he's small. He's he's on the smallish side. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. So we've got a, a small child, three years old, Adam. We have the mother, Stacy, and then we have Stacy's boyfriend, Richard Fairchild, going to Stacy's mother's house to drink all day. I don't know if that was their purpose, but based on what took place, I think it was to go there, and they had the kids. So they had mom and Richard, the boyfriend, and uh, Stacy's mom, and maybe a few other adults in there, and they're drinking and playing cards, watching TV, and drinking, while the children were playing in a different room. When it came time to go home, Richard Fairchild and Stacy were both too intoxicated to drive home, and Stacy's mother said, no, you aren't driving home. She tried to get them to spend the night there, and they were like, no, we're going home. So uh, Stacy's mother insisted that her 17-year-old daughter named Charity Wade drive them home. Charity drives the family home, gets there about 10.30. She checks on Adam's fine. The other children are fine at 10.30 at night. Now, the Charity was going to spend the night because she was 17 and sober. She was going to spend the night there just to make sure the children were taken care of during the course of the evening. But somewhere in the course of getting home and getting the kids situated, Richard Fairchild made a a sexual advance towards 17-year-old Charity Wade. And so she did not feel safe to stay there, and she left. We have the mother, Stacy, in bed asleep. We've got the three children, at least in bed, falling asleep. And then we have Richard Fairchild, drunk, hitting on a 17-year-old. When Charity Wade left at 1030, Adam was alive and resting. What took place after that? 
between 1030 that night and the next morning. Poor little Adam, three years old and 24 pounds, Joe. He took a beating at the hands of Fairchild is all I want to focus on. Let me say something, a remark about Fairchild. Not only is Fairchild a grown man that is indwelling this home there with these kids, his girlfriend, and of course, the 17-year-old is present as well. Just a, a, a bit of background. This man's an ex-Marine, an ex-Marine, all right? And you know, when we think about Marines, and I have many friends that are former Marines, they don't like to be called ex-Marines. I think of somebody that's a protector. You know, they got rough edges on them. You want them to have rough edges, trust me, uh, for the job that they have to do. But you think of somebody that's a protector, and particularly those that are very innocent, like a three-year-old. But that's not what happened within this environment. And I remember my kids when they were little, and I think every parent has an experience with this. And this, you know, one of the things that kind of set this whole story in motion is the fact that Adam wet the bed. He wet the bed. And that's what kids do. Now, you can developmentally, you know, children may have these moments in time where you think that they're not going to kind of get out of that phase. And some don't. Some have trouble, and you had, you know, it has to be treated. And there's any number of reasons why that might happen. But my kids wet the bed. Hell, they I wet the bed. All right, every single one of us have wet the bed. If that is that thing that is going to condemn us, and in this case for Adam, if you view it from that perspective, where it's that touchstone moment where Adam was essentially condemned to death at that moment in time. Just let that sink in just for a second, because he was having this nocturnal uh, event going on where maybe he drank too much before he went to bed. Maybe he's scared. Gee, I wonder why. His mama's in another room. He's been moved around throughout the evening because we don't know what had had transpired specifically relative to him to maybe have upset his little system. We don't know if perhaps there was ongoing abuse at the hands of this individual that was part of the familial group. But when Adam presents, he wakes up crying, Dave, which a lot of kids do when they wet the bed. And many times that crying is, first off, there's shame with it, I think, even at three, perhaps. You know, and how are you going to hide it? You know, and even in a three-year-old's mind, maybe he's been chastised over it. It's not like they you necessarily come to him and say, baby, it's okay. We're, we're going to take care of you. We're going to clean you up. We'll change the sheets. It's, it's all right. Everything's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. No, instead, you get this reactive event that takes place at the hands of a drunken ex-Marine. And little Adam, going back to that tumble dryer, he is like he's trapped in this environment just for a moment, and he begins to receive the beating of all beatings. And this is at Fairchild's admission. He, he admits to having done this to this child. You have this baby being knocked around. He's essentially thrown against a table. But before we get right, get to that point, there's a whole lot that went in. Yeah, there truly is. You mentioned waking up crying. The child is crying because he wet the bed and he's faced with a 30 year old ex-Marine 
a drunk ex-Marine. That's the part that has to be painted properly. You've got a crying child because he wet the bed and a 30-year-old ex-Marine drunk is the one he has to face. Yeah, there's no comfort there at all. Uh, there's only rage. And how do you take the measure of that if you're a three-year-old child? I, I don't know. I don't really have memories of being three years old. I cannot begin to imagine what that horror must have been like for this child. Was it like a, a quiet reaction where the storm just kind of gathered and he's drunk? He has been debating with this girlfriend's mother about not, he wanted to be at his home that night. He's the driver behind this. And and so the 17-year-old agrees, but she wants to take care of these babies and make sure that they're okay. There's a, there's other kids in this, in this uh, scenario. There's two other children. And make sure that they get home. Well, he's already irritated because potentially he's drunk. He's frustrated by the fact that he's, had to go home. People saying, no, you're going to stay here. He gets home. He sees his girlfriend, goes off to bed. So now you start to put the moves on a 17-year-old. He gets rejected. And, you know, he just kind of sits there in his chair or wherever he had parked himself. And he's left alone with his thoughts in an inebriated state. And the next sound that he hears is the sound of crying. And it's Adam hoping for help, hoping that someone will comfort him, maybe for a change, extend mercy to him, forgiveness for having wet the bed, but that's far from what he received. Thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. As an investigator, you go back and you, you try to put the pieces in some kind of order so that you can begin to understand what happened in a very chaotic environment, and you're trying to make sense of it. From a forensic standpoint, you're trying to understand if you have multiple injuries on an individual, kind of what the order of injuries are, the level of what we refer to as the level of potential lethality, what's going to be fatal and what's not going to be fatal or what has less of an opportunity as far as injuries go to be fatal as opposed to that injury that takes kind of the prime spot in the pecking order. In Adam's case, Dave, uh, there were any number of injuries to, to kind of select from. The picture is painted. We have a child waking up crying and we have a drunk 30-year-old former Marine According to his own admission, the first thing he did, Fairchild, he hit Adam in the face, hit him in the mouth, actually, and ruptured his lip. From there on out, it just got worse. The crying that began with wetting the bed now became crying over the pain, fear. What does it mean to have a ruptured lip? I'm so happy you asked this question because in child abuse cases in particular, one of the things that we look for is... If everybody in the sound of my voice will take the tip of your tongue and there's a little bit of tissue that attaches your lip to your gum, you have it both superior and inferior. So it's going to be an attachment in the maxillary area where you have your teeth, the top teeth, and then the lower, which is going to be your mandulary teeth. And that little bit of tissue is called the frenulum. And Many times you'll see it with boxers, okay, understandably when I explain this, but you see it with kids. And there's now there's been some people that have speculated over the years that one of the reasons abusers will hit kids in the mouth. And again, I'm getting into the psychology side here, but I'll just I'll I'll say this and then I'll kind of end it with this. They they say it's a reaction to the aggressor not wanting to hear what is coming out of the child's mouth. And so that frenulum will rupture. You see it repeatedly in cases of child abuse. And it's a reactive, many times it's a reactive kind of strike that happens. So if you will press, if you can take your upper lip and press it tightly against your maxilla up there, that bit of bone where your your maxillary teeth fit in, and you can move it back and forth 
that movement that you have either to the left or the right will tear that bit of tissue and that's a ruptured that's a ruptured frenula you see that and then of course you can have a ruptured the actual lip itself where it's split open people say well i had a busted lip that's part of it but i think probably if i were a betting man i'd say that the frenula is what they're talking about and it is reactive you can learn a lot i think about the dynamic of the family fairchild could have struck this child anywhere on his body but he chose that particular location and what do we know was going on at that moment tom well this baby was crying and i can't say that that that, that necessarily proves this supposition they strike the mouth because of this, but it seems like at least one little indicator of what might have been going on. But Dave, that wasn't enough, was it? No. And that's the, I will tell you when I was uh, looking at this, a lot of people will immediately say, well, if the crying was so loud that Fairchild reacted in this way and, and hit the kid, the child in the mouth, where's the mom? Well, to back up and remember, we had a couple that had been drinking all day and, she was now in bed asleep. I was going to say passed out. We have no proof of that. We just know that she was asleep. Uh, Adam's mom was in bed and did not wake up during what began with that smack to the mouth after waking up. But then this 30-year-old former Marine with the three-year-old 24-pound Adam, what Fairchild does next, and I guess... In his stupor, he was trying to quiet him down, trying to make him stop crying. But everything he did caused more pain and caused him to cry out even more. And I wonder, Joe, how do you, as the investigator now, put all of this together in order of what took place in terms of the beating of Adam? Uh, I mean, we know he's passed away or we wouldn't be talking about this right now, but you're having to come in and redo the map, I guess, backwards, because you start with a suspect and you start with the dead three-year-old. How do you now put it in order? Do you use purely what the uh, suspect is telling you and then couple that with what the body is telling you? In this particular case, we have a statement by the perpetrator here. I mean, an actual statement as to what he did to Adam. In cases where you have ongoing abuse or you have an acute event, which I'm still not clear if this was acute. Again, I think I would wager that there had been something else that had happened prior to this from an abuse standpoint. Many times we can only base it upon, particularly with child abuse cases, we would base it upon the status of injuries are they in an acute phase where it had just happened or is there evidence of healing because you'll get this layering that goes on in child abuse cases and elder abuse cases as well where you'll have injuries that are in various stages of resolving you know like bruising when you think about that but if we're just to look at adam Adam's remains and take away from his autopsy what they concluded, it's really hard to make sense of that. Really, the only thing that you can do is to try to understand how did the tissue react? Because the tissue will respond to trauma. Was there any evidence that that this may have happened post-mortem? And I can tell you this, and this might be one of the more horrific parts to this. We do know that in the next step, by Fairchild's admission, he took this baby and he held this kid against a wall heater 
he took this child and he first pressed this child's chest into the wall heater. Now, something I've learned about this wall heater is that the grate on it had a grid pattern. It took a wild guess as to why I know that. Because that pattern was burned into this child's skin. You had it not just anteriorly. Then that wasn't enough because he took Adam and he spun him around and he pressed his bare bottom, his buttocks, up against the same grate and had that same grid pattern on his buttocks. And at autopsy, they concluded that Adam had sustained second-degree burns when you begin to measure these things out, the doctors, uh, they're incredible people. If you've never been around a nurse or a doctor that specializes in burns and they work on a burn unit, I don't know how they do it. I could not do it. That's with the living. But when we see individuals come into the morgue, we have to grade these degrees of burning that exist. And we've got essentially these very kind of, you'll get these kind of superficial injuries, you know, with the first degree. And that's kind of like sunburn, but you start to get into second and you're down into the dermis at that point in time. Skin is highly irritated. It blisters up. And if there's some kind of transfer, you can pick up patterns like this. And then you go to third degree, which is you've burned down through the dermis now. You're starting right on the fringes getting into the subcutaneous fat. And a lot of people don't realize that there's actually a fourth degree burn that we get off into where you, know, you begin to talk about skeletal elements being visible. But in his case, he had second degree burns and it would have been torturous. There would have been a pain response that I don't know that many of us could even begin to fathom. We all have touched things that are hot over the course of our lives, haven't we? We've picked up something. Waitress that comes out to our table says, now, sir, don't touch this. This is really hot. And guess what I do? Inevitably touch the plate or whatever. But in this case, there would have been a tremendous amount of pain that this baby would have been experiencing. He's only three years old. This was not just a conscious effort to cause pain. This goes into that sadistic level of evil to turn a child over and stick him again. Hence our key word today, tortura. This is torture. And he even admits, you know, he says in his statement that he held him up there. Well, what does that mean? Well, you're having to brace this child against this particular surface that's piping hot. Uh, You know that it's hot. And there would have been just from a, a reaction, pain response, this child would have tried to get away, would have tried to lift his buttocks off of the surface or remove his chest from being contacted by it. It wasn't enough. Fairchild went on to say that I just kept hitting him, kept hitting him. And one of the other things that they discovered at autopsy is that Adam's left eardrum was burst, that he ruptured in these strikes. He burst Adam's eardrum. When I think about how a child's eardrum can be ruptured i think of them putting a pencil or something in their ear but how would and that's not what happened he hit him in the ear how how does that happen that one can rupture an eardrum merely by hitting them on and not on the that side of the head you know there's an old term that people used to use and i think we were talking about this before we started taping that scene and 
and it's a wonderful lie where young George goes to see the the pharmacist. He thinks the pharmacist has given bad medicine for the family or created, and he gets what's referred to as his ears boxed, and that's that's where the hand is cupped and the ear is struck, and that's a pressure response where the pressure changes so dramatically that the eardrum this tympanic surface will burst it'll rupture or tear you can get a little hole in it it's very very painful i mean it is excruciating and this will burst the eardrum but this sounds as though i I don't know that this was a boxing of the ears this sounds like this was like kinetic energy where his hand is transferring all of this energy down into the auditory canal uh, which by the way doesn't go straight straight across our axis it actually goes in and then down this force was essentially rained down upon this child's ear and the eardrum wound up bursting and this was discovered at autopsy they did obviously a very thorough autopsy in this case they suspected what was going on i gotta tell you on an aside with autopsies we're very thorough in these cases. Most of the time, you're not going to do a deep dissection into the auditory canal. But in this case, they saw something that, and maybe they had this circumstantial information that had come up. Maybe they had the statement. They noted that maybe we need to take a look at this child's, this child's, the inner workings of his ear. And they, they went in there and happened to find that. And that's, that's one piece to this that begins to give you an idea as to what Adam had endured but i think probably in conclusion with this series of trauma this child had sustained after he's beating him and he says i just kept hitting him and he admits to this he finally threw and that's his words threw adam into the side of a drop leaf table and that's where he he struck his head finally that final blow and adam sunk to the floor at that moment tom And he didn't move. But guess what? According to Mr. Fairchild, he stopped screaming. He stopped screaming at that moment in time. And that child was dead. Despite the best effort of everybody involved in this. And it's at that moment in time, Fairchild finally decides, well, I think I'll go in and I'll wake up my girlfriend. And he went and woke her up and she called 911. And there's nothing that the EMTs could have done for Adam. Adam was dead at that moment in time. Oklahoma executed Richard Stephen Fairchild on his 63rd birthday on November 16th of 2022. He was declared dead at 1024 a.m. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. 
all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.